1: what is going on everybody welcome into the fantasy coaches podcast this is your host steve Pintado, and with me as always is my main man jabron curtis what's going on gyps what up guys man glad to be back second ep-
2: uh, episode of the off season, and um it's gonna be quite the offseason from what the reports and the trading and all that's going on but i'm welcoming our guest i'm um, welcome to see you steve and um looking forward
1: to a good episode. Yeah guys, uh we got a guest this time around. We did a uh, me and jibs last week, but now we got guests for the rest of the probably the rest of the offseason at this point here and we got a fun one here, John. John B, what's going on, buddy? Welcome
0: in.
3: Thank you guys, thanks for having me. Uh it's always a pleasure to sit down with the coaches and talk some football. Uh offseason, I you know, I put a tweet out the other day. Offseason is when a lot of us, you know, I'm going to air quote this analyst, a lot of us, you know, guys <laughs> will we'll do the best work. This is when you get to really sort of you know, dive into data and, and look at rosters and do your thing, whereas the regular season grind, it's just weekly rankings and starts and sits and stuff like this. this is where you really start to get into the meat and potatoes of fantasy football. So I think this is awesome. It's awesome to sit here and talk to you guys, and this is a great sort of setting for this. I love offseason chatter.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more with you. Um, I, like I said, you tweeted, one of my, you tweeted out one of my uh, articles the other day about the coaching changes and how kind of important coaching changes are uh, it's a fantasy football massive the the schemes and everything they switch to and the play, the way they like to do their styles and runs and everything it completely change the way an offense runs and the way your fantasy player runs and kind of why you know we're talking dynasty today a little bit uh, I'm not going to talk too much about coaching changes per se unless it's one of the <laughs> new the teams that actually has a new coach but uh, if you want to check out that I did write an article on our website at ww thefantasycoaches.com, so check that out. But, uh, John, before we do get started, just let everyone know, you know, your podcast and what you guys do over there. Sure. So uh, I'm from For the Love of Sundays podcast.
3: Um, to me and my best friend, Brian. Um, we started this podcast at first to just be able to troll our friends and troll our buddies and talk about the league. And uh, we talked about big trades that went down. We recapped the draft and did different things like that. And then it sort of developed into this um You know, I don't want to just be known as a fantasy show. I think we are also a little bit of a football show, too. So um, Brian works for the New Jersey Devils. Uh, He's a scout for the NHL. So um, he knows sort of how GMs operate, how organizations operate, and, and what money means and what contracts mean, all this stuff. So we like to go holistically and talk about football and talk about what teams might do, how rosters sort of elaborate and break down, and then, then trickle it down into that fantasy aspect, and and so it's become it's become a, a much bigger, uh, much bigger than we ever thought it would be. It was a lot more fun when we had twelve listeners and we were talking about the league. It was it was way easier and it was way more fun. Uh, but now, um, yeah. So we do that. We do the podcast. We also, if you've uh, if you know us and you know the podcast for a while, we had the FTLs ratings um, when we first launched um, our website and everything, and we kind of got away from that just because Brian got too bogged down with too many other things, and he's way smarter than me, and I couldn't figure it out. But this season, we're going to get back into this rating system that we had. And so I'm super excited to you know talk about that and launch that, um, which probably a couple months we'll be ready to start doing. We're really kind of digging data. Like I said, we're pulling numbers and everything. So it'll be fun. So, yeah, we got a lot of stuff going on. So if you, you can find me on Twitter at FTLS underscore JBats. You can find Brian at FTLS at FTL Sunday. Um, and yeah, if anytime you guys want to talk about football or Sundays or drinks and friends, and I mean, Sundays are the best. Like, we can agree on that. Everyone can oh, agree yeah. Sundays are the best, day of the, week, best so day of the so so week. We all love Sunday. Everybody loves Sundays. So, you know, that's what this podcast is about. Just loving Sundays, man.
2: Yeah, guys, schedule so. is clear on Sundays.
3: Yes, definitely. schedule is clear on Sunday. All I have to do on Sundays is drink. Watch football and talk with my shit with my friends. Like that's all I do, and, and hang out with my wife
1: if, she, if she's around. There you go. If she's
3: around, yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a cherry on top if, if she wants to hang out with me. But
1: no, absolutely. So guys, if you haven't already, go give my boy a follow here. Uh, does some great work, and you know, hear about it today. So uh, let's get right into it here. We got a little things on the news. You know, just you know, congratulations to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and uh, Tom Brady and his avocado like vodka that he was drinking the other day and uh congratulations on the big championship there uh man's got seven rings now guys at this point congratulations um let's see what else there's one signing one release at this point uh uh tyler hinnicky uh from the washington football team you saw him in the playoffs kind of almost came back and beat the super bowl champions uh signed a two-year deal uh so you know when we get to the nfc east we'll talk more about how his impact could be for the team And then, uh, if you guys remember this name, it's been a while, but Terrell Williams, uh, wide receiver from the Raiders, actually is getting cut by the start of the new season, so he will no longer be there and will be a free agent as we get into free agency in March. So, uh, just quick news on that. And then, you know, instead of us doing an actual podcast on just Dynasty, I figured we just do Dynasty questions each podcast. So, you know, the Dynasty question of the pod, and I'll let you guys answer this, is a good thing to load up on a lot of draft picks.
2: It depends on how your current team structure is. To me, if your team was complete garbage in 2020 or maybe 2019, I don't see why not hitting the restart button. But um, if you're a middle of team, middling team with decent players, I wouldn't sell myself for a few picks. Like, you are you're, you're trying, you have some good pieces. You may have some bad pieces. You might want to move the bad pieces off your team. But you don't want to sell your superstars who are actually giving you good production for some unproven talent. Sure, that unproven talent could be a us superstar in a year or two years or down the road. But it's kind of hit or miss to me after those first six picks, unless you listen to a certain podcast and you can find some of the gems in rounds two, threes. Like, there's been plenty of those stars. And um, for me, i just rather have some good talent than kind of waste it on a draft pick, especially if you're not getting the first-round pick.
3: Yeah, it's funny. I This is, again, one of those – sort of conversations you need to look in a mirror and have with yourself like you need to look at your dynasty roster and say okay is this the roster that can win a championship and if it's not use the offseason to trade and, and acquire picks and acquire you know um even lower assets you know you don't always have to trade and trade for a superstar i've you know seen trades that uh you know Keysha- trade for a Keyshawn vaughn I, this is just a random name i'm bringing up but you can bring him up now trade for him now trade for these guys who maybe in a year or two will pop and it doesn't have to be a pick necessarily but you want to look at your roster is this enough to do i have the the horses to win right now and if i don't then i need to start to reset so i'm okay with loading up on i i I like proven nfl talent so i would rather trade for guys who are not yet ascendant to that level you know the denzel mims of the world of those that ilk those types of guys because i think People get all hot and bothered for picks and get all hot and bothered for rookies. You can, you know, underpay for a guy like a you know Mims, which is a great one, and and so and he's proven NFL talent. It's one year and it hasn't been a superstar in terms of you know fantasy production, but he isn't gonna be an NFL starter. We know that for sure, and he has you know talent and he garners targets in an offense. I don't know what you're going to – Rashad Bateman and some of these guys are, are look like studs, and they absolutely could be. I, I want a little bit more proven talent on a roster. I, I want to know what's happening, what's going on. It's tricky. It's tricky with some of these rookies because, again, I, I go back to Keyshawn Vaughn. is a great example. Everyone was hyping him up. He was going to be great. You know, Give me a little something. So I, I, I like – I, I want to play a sort of a balancing act where I want to get – I want to trade away for undervalued players – as well as some picks, but yeah, you know, but that's again, you got to look at your roster. And if you're one of those teams, you know that you're close, and you say to yourself, ah, "I'm kind of there, I'm almost there." Then you got to make a decision: do I go for it this year, or do I pack it up for picks? And in some, I do that right now on one of my dynasty teams, uh, where I'm pretty close. I'm like, I'm like right at the edge. I made playoffs last year and got bounced out of the playoffs. I'm like, all right, I'm right there. But I could. I have Julio. I have some expiring names. I'm like, dude, I could. Really load up on young talent and young players, and, and kind of refill the cupboard, or I could just kind of ride this out, see if I can squeeze a little more blood out of the stone. You know, load up on a player or two and and, and make a run. But that's a decision you got to make with yourself. You got to have you got to have a hard conversation with yourself. Uh, a lot of people want to think that they're gonna, you know, just everyone's gonna hit on Justin Jefferson. It's not gonna happen. It's not. That's not. That's not how it works. NFL teams don't even have that success rate in
1: terms of rookie drafts so
3: um I, that's my opinion
1: yeah i know it's both you guys great takes i mean only thing else to add is to really know what the drafts that you're getting through i mean last year's draft was one in a million i feel like in terms of talent that's went so deep you really want to know what the draft class is doing this draft class here people may argue it's just kind of top heavy or it may be deep you just gotta really do your research if you're gonna load up on draft picks make sure you're doing the right class I believe, what, two years ago, the 2019 class, you know, the, the back half of it wasn't as great. While this, you know, 2020 class that we just went through, I mean, it was just, you could find gold mine every which way possible. So you really want to know wh- about these classes. If you want to load up on picks, which isn't a bad way to go, I get it. People like doing that. Just know the class before you go do it. You know, that's, that's a really key factor in, in loading up on draft picks. Yeah. All right, so uh, that's the Dan- Dynasty pod question of the day. So today's episode is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today and become a member and immediately connect with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co, that P-O And be sure to add in the Fantasy Coaches podcast in the hear about section when you play today guys if you're a podcast make some money you're gonna love it you know now we're gonna get into the real thing and you know if you guys were on last week we were starting to talk about the dynasty of each division and last week we did the nfc afc east and now this week we're doing the afc west uh so we're gonna start with the division leaders on this one here and it's the kansas city chiefs um and the very first question and it's gonna start with the quarterback position here And again, it's really not much to say about Pat Mahomes in terms of dynasty. It's like, why wouldn't you want him? Um, But just one question, you know, with guys like Kelsey getting a little older and, you know, Tyreek Hill's getting to that close to that 27 age, I know it's still young, but you know, is it, is it time maybe, you know, is it a concern about his production with Mahomes, with these guys getting a bit older that maybe you sell off for the long haul now and then just reload or, you know what? Nah, don't worry about that. I'm overthinking it kind of situation.
3: Uh a surreal NFL question or a dynasty question? Dynasty question. Dynasty question. Okay. okay, okay, okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Dynasty. All dynasty. Okay. Dynasty question. Uh, no, I still hang on to it because you can get. You still got eight to ten years of Patrick Mahomes at a high level, and a lot can change in that time frame. You know, they, Kansas City knows what they have in Patrick Mahomes. They're gonna do everything they can to surround him with talent constantly. That's just the way it's gonna be. So, yes, there are some. You know, Travis Kelsey's getting older. I still think he's got three years in the tank and he's still playing at an elite level then you get you know the emergence of um, Michael Hardman is speed demon Tyreek kill is is you know he's not old by any stretch of the imagination he's, he's hitting his prime so you're gonna get elite production from Patrick Mahomes. with ju- uh, just assuming the surrounding team around him stays the same you're gonna get elite production for the next three years, you know, and then maybe there's a a drop off once Kelsey gets out of the way and maybe Hill gets a little bit older. So three, four years down the road, maybe something happens. But again, Kansas City's not going to let it just fall to the wayside. They're going to keep rebuilding and reloading and keep giving him ammo because they know that this window to win championships is right now. It's not like they're not like other teams that are trading pieces away and trying to, they're going to use whatever they can, any camp space, anything they can do to to bring players in. And I, I think you know, the NFL players and veterans know that as well. So, you know, if you see a guy like a, uh, you know, what's a A AJ green, you got one more year left in him. Kansas City's a good spot to go. You're going to make things pretty easy. So they can patchwork it and piece things together year by year if, if they have to. But I think that they're kind of set up for the next foreseeable future in terms of, in terms of your dynasty team. And then, once it gets to year four and beyond who knows like who knows you're, you're but you're solid you're gonna get a production for the next three
1: years of course Chips what hey, about i told
2: i totally agree like i think he has a like there's a lot of in dynasty you pretty much can't project the player's window after a year or maybe even like a month or two months so <laughs> like it's a very like interesting format and pat mahomes is one of those players you could i think he's gonna be great for like John said next five years, so, like, I don't have no worries about him. Yes, Kelsey's getting older, but he's played pretty much every game the last couple of years. Uh, I know he missed one game last year, but he played all 16 this year. Tyreek Hill, yeah, he missed four games last year, but he's 15, 16 game uh, pace a year, so, like, I, those don't concern me. And then, like, John said again, like, you have those two amazing weapons and they're, guys, they have Nicole Harmon, emerging Superstar. They have Demarcus Robinson and Sammy Watkins. You could get, I feel like you could replace those guys with anyone else on any team and they'll still be ballers. Brandon Cooks is going to be there in two years. I bet you. So like, yeah. there's nothing for me at all. Pat Mahomes, number one. Dynasty quarterback yeah. for me. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, okay. It was just, honestly, I couldn't think of a good question for the Pat Mahomes situation. It's like I figured I'd throw yeah. something out there for you guys.
3: <laughs> I like it though. I like it. So, I mean, that was the only it's thing good, I could think I mean, of. A good, I thinking it, it's a good thought experiment to definitely gauge, you know, sort of how you should view assets in Dynasty. I like it yeah, exactly. it's like your second dynasty
2: question of the pod
3: yeah
1: basically so all right let's head over to the running backs now on kansas city and obviously we all know Edward lair is the superstar first round pick running back who you know people might say it wasn't as productive as we would have liked uh but you know going into year two now you know pretty pretty strong super Bowl, which was good to see uh but you know with damien williams possible definitely i think coming back this next season here um, what do you do with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? Is he a buy or is he a sell right now in Dynasty? Uh, oh, man, that's a heavy question. <laughs> uh,
3: is he a buy or sell? It, well, every buy or sell, like, this is such a stupid answer, and I can't believe I'm going to give it, but every buy or sell depends on what you're giving. Like, it all depends, you know, if you're giving up a lot. I'm not giving up a lot for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, but if the, if the fantasy manager that has him in your Dynasty team is frustrated and doesn't like the production then for sure I'm knocking on the door and like, hey, what, what would it take to get him off your hands? You have to understand this idea of a bell cow running back just doesn't really exist in the NFL anymore. It's a rare breed. So you have to ask yourself, am I okay with 60% of the running back work on the Kansas City off? And to me, I'm okay with that. Like I'm totally okay with that as like my running back too. He's going to have these blow up games. He can have the potential for a two three touchdown game because that's just what Kansas City does. Um, You know, I I think that that'll be there. I'm not building around him. I'm not building a team around him, so I'm not giving up the farm. I don't want him as my RB one, but if I can do a deal and and sneak him in as my RB two going forward, like yeah, I'm all about it. Like that's a good, it's a good place for uh, Ceh.
1: Okay, okay, and Jib, what about you?
2: I agree. Like if you get him for. Cheaper, just like under his perceptive value, you definitely should buy him. But uh, I'm an owner of Clyde Eversley, I'm not selling him. Like, I know mm-hmm. <laughs> even with Bell being in the backfield, Damien Williams might be returning, and still, like, I'll take whatever carries he's getting. Like, like John said, like, there's no Bell Cal backs, maybe there's quite some few, but like, they're making up production, getting their receiving getting involved in a receiving game, so I think he profiles well as that. So Clyde evers is an interesting character on a great team that should have just glorified value, but, like, we saw him have some kind (sighs) of inefficiencies in the red zone, so that kind of deters his value a little bit. But if you get him for a little bit less, man, why not? Like, he's a young guy, second year, 21 years old right now. Makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. All right.
1: Yeah. Don't oh, yeah. Definitely don't overpay. I mean, I'm I'm more on the sell side personally. Uh, I know you don't want to sell great offenses like Kansas City, and I get it. I mean, I mean, if, in his first half of the season, he was literally on pace for like 1,500, 15 all 1,500 all-purpose yards. He only had would have had like six touchdowns on his average, but uh, he, yeah, he showed some great work. But in the second half, when they brought a guy in like Le'Veon Bell, I'm expecting Damian Williams to actually have a role in this offense. Uh, Over the last three seasons now, only, I think, four or five times. I I think I wrote it down somewhere. I forgot, though. But a running back in Kansas City has had 15-plus carries. um, And Clyde's had two of them, which is good. But 23rd in run plays per game, it seems like at some times, it just seems like, oh, we're going to throw the ball because we can throw the ball on almost anybody. So that's kind of where I'm kind of off Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Like, if someone went off me a mid-first, I'd probably take it. Um, Mm -hmm. And in that situation, just because... I like him, and he's a solid RB, too, like you said, John. But, like, I just don't think he's ever going to be a, a guy who's going to be a stud like the guys like Christian McCaffrey or Saquon Barkley when healthy. I just don't think he's ever going to get to that point in his career away when you have a guy like Pat Mahomes throwing the ball 45 times a game when he can do that every single game because they're that good on the offense.
3: Yeah. Uh, listen, I think you're right. I think you have a, you know, there's always a breaking point on buy-sell questions. Like, there's always, like, a okay, at, at some point the, the price is right, Someone's coming and knocking on the door and offering you a first and a second say, and say it's a top half first and you get a mid second. Yeah, yeah I got <laughs> I'm OK. I think people need to readjust their value of Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Yes. I think he is a very solid play. Don't get it wrong. I think he's a great NFL player. I think he's unbelievable in the NFL. I think he fits schemes well. I think he pass protects well. I think he can you know, catch out of the backfield, which teams need. He's good. The the hype, his hype got so out of control, everyone was expecting him to put up these massive Very RB1 hard, numbers. And it's numbers. like, <laughs> it's, it's hard to do. Because, you know, Zeke did it when he had 380 carries. Like, you know, it was great, but that's never going to be Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Yeah. So uh, I think we have to readjust where we value him, and then you can start negotiation. But if someone wants to trade him as if he's got
1: top-end RB1 value, then sure, I'm, I'm trading him. See you all right head over to the wide receivers now where do you guys have tyreek hill right now ranked in dynasty where do you have him top two top three top five yeah two good two is a good spot two. i got him three two yeah he's a top guy guys i mean there's nothing else to really say about it i mean he's t- tied to pat mahomes he's 27 he's got at least three years left of elite speed think you're okay yeah <laughs> Gets,
2: he's just thrown up at him, too. Yeah, he does. Yeah.
1: <laughs> all right. So I just wanted to see where everyone was, was on fun. that. So that's good. That's good. We're all close on that. I like that. One uh, of the biggest questions, I think, at this point, when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs is, can Michael Harmon break out? And I think it's year three he's going until now. Or is it just like, he's just a guy. He's not going to be a superstar in terms of fantasy. He's just going to be a guy. So what do you guys have? Him? What What is he do you guys? Uh,
3: he is... To me, one of the more interesting players in the off season. He he, to me is super interesting because if you remember correctly, Tyreek Hill was a you know special teams guy and kind of a gadget player, very fast, jet sweeps, you know that type of thing. And it was never consistent. It was never this like uh, superstar type of production. The first year or two, it was just big splash plays, kind of like Michael Hardman, a lot of special teams stuff, kind of like Michael Hardman. And so I, you know, I think when people get out of the way. In terms of Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson, it it could happen. And again, you're betting on Pat Mahomes and you're betting on the speed of Mikko Harman. And I think again, splash plays and talent. The floor will come up if they start getting, you know, focusing him and he becomes a focal point in that passing attack. Right now, there's just too many, you know, they do too much and they spread the ball around too much uh, for it to be a one a one b situation. So, do I think it's going to happen? Is I, I do I think it could I think there is a you know a more more of a chance that it happens than not so you know I, I'm willing to take that bet I'm willing to take that risk Michael Hardman is someone that I'm trying to scoop up in Dynasty and I'm trying to scoop up uh, late in redrafts you know because again uh, it is that type of big play win you a week type of guy and it's hard to find those guys in the NFL.
1: Jibs, what about you?
2: Oh, you know how I feel about the guy. You love, you love me so hard, <laughs> I man, basically man. love the guy, but um, like he'd be overwhelmed in the Super Bowl, by my estimations, Just costly like mistakes after mistakes, and like I know that's not really his game because he's basically one one hit wonder. And as a, I think he made a mistake in the AFC Championship game too on that first drive or so. But he, he's still a young player. He has to learn and. Like, he's so fast if so they got have him and Tyreek outside going ape shit and if they could just kinda of relegate Sammy Watkins and get Demarcus Robinson out of here, I know they're both free agency. Heck they're supposed to be both heading to free agency, so that could free up some, some opportunity for him. I know Kelsey gets his targets, Tyreek Hill gets his targets, it could be high, it could be low some games, but they still need another guy who's gonna be able to be that like safety valve for Patrick Mahomes when they play too deep and cover Kelsey like you know so I think he it's a good shot that you can and like it's been two years and he hasn't really done nothing but like John said punt returns gets big plays when Tyree kills out and fancy manager's probably like hey whatever whatever like mm-hmm. he ain't worth nothing to me hey he's worth something to me so like you go buy yeah. him like I know I have him in the leagues I'm, I'm playing so like bench relegation but I think he could have a Improved season by my estimations.
1: I guess on the negative. Guy yeah, back, <laughs> to,
2: back to that
3: like original question about like should you trade picks, should you trade for picks? Mikko Hardman is a perfect guy that I'm trying to trade for versus picks. Like I, I would rather a Miko Hardman on my roster than a pick. If I'm if because again, young talent, ascending talent. I know he's got a role in this offense. I've seen it in the NFL. You know that to me is worth more than a second-round pick. Like I'd much rather have a Mikael Hardman. You know, and I guarantee if you go knock on the manager's door and say, "Hey, I got a mid 2nd or uh, you know, for Mikael Hardman, they're probably going to take that. Like they'll, they'll they'll think about it. Like it's not a
0: yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying I will you know, take that. So
3: again, you know, you get a chance at you get a, a chance at you know some some other running back. You know the running back five or six of the rookie class or the wide receiver six or seven of the rookie class or you can have you know the wide receiver 40 in the nfl like i would take the wide receiver 40 in the nfl and with the hopes that he can grow and ascend into that next that next level
1: no, no i i, I mean, it's two years ahead too i love mm-hmm. your points love the points i i'm just not on the miko Harmon hater. train i'm hater. just, just hater, not bro. i mean he had an opportunity when, you know, Sammy Watkins went down for six games or five games. He had a great game against the Jets, but, I mean, everyone has a great game against the Jets. So it's like, okay. Oh, like, God. No offense. No I mean, it was. It's true. Everyone had a great game last year against the Jets. I mean, it just he he didn't show me enough in that time frame when he actually had a chance to see more. And the thing he was behind the Marcus Robinson. He wasn't like he just was behind him in terms of snaps, terms of targets consistently. And that's where I'm kind of concerned that he just isn't going to be that guy for them to be that number two he's a great if Tyreek Hill goes down to fill in that Tyreek Hill role perfectly I just thought if Tyreek Hill's healthy which he's shown us over the years he's a healthy guy I just don't see him ever taking that next step he's a good I think boomer bust wide receiver for most weeks and I'm okay trading a mid-second to John um, to get him on my to get him off my team so I mean that's kind of how I feel about a guy like Nicole Harmon right now
2: I'll get into your boy later.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, we probably will. Uh, real quick, real quick. Uh, Sammy Watkins, uh, do you just sell him for whatever?
2: Uh, I sell yes. him for a freaking uh,
1: Laffy Tax. I sell him for a high five right now. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give you a pack of well, gum. will
2: send you him, and you won't have to give me nothing in return.
1: Yes, yes. Sammy Watkins. i <laughs> your roster. i yeah. <laughs> your roster. Spot. Injuries, yeah. unproductive. It's just his time's over, unfortunately. He had a small window, and it, now it's completely gone, so all right all right so last but not least tight ends travis kelsey do you buy or sell travis kelsey at 32 years old i think he's going into this season i'm
3: buying i'm buying i don't and care what it costs i'm buying and i don't care what it costs i'm I'm in that camp where travis kelsey is such a positional advantage you know brian was saying it on our podcast um years a couple years ago i remember he went in the first round in the ftls draft one year and we all laughed and thought he was, this was probably 2017, uh, 18. Um, and we all laughed and we thought it was crazy. we like, you take tight end first round, like, what are you doing? And Brian was the one who said, look, the positional advantage you get at tight end is worth it. It is so, so worth because it. the precipitous drop off after even, even Kelsey, Kittle, uh, you know, the drop off to Kittle is a drop off. And then forget it if you get to like, Tight end four, five, six, and this is a massive drop-off. So, um, I think he still has three elite years in him. And, yeah, I'm willing to pay whatever it takes to get that.
2: Yeah, you think, like, Kelsey, he's getting you 20 points. I don't, I don't care what format. Like, probably, I'll say half PPR, 20 points, whatever. And you look at Darren Waller, hey, he might get you 15 somewhere. But still, that's five points right there. And then. Mm-hmm. Hey, let me start freaking Jonu Smith. I, I don't know what I'm going to get. And then it just falls off It's ugly after that. So I'll take Kelsey on a historic pace last year, buy him for whatever it costs, and I'll flip him before he falls off the cliff. Yeah. And that's how you win in Dynasty. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. averaged 17 fantasy yeah. points a game last year. It was incredible. Um, I'm, all all, I'm on here turn. I'm buying guys. Uh, I think he's like a generational type of tight end talent and it remind not reminds me but he could have a similar career to a guy like Tony Gonzalez we all know Tony Gonzalez played till he's 37 years old and from the age of 32 to 37 he had five of six 800 yard seasons and that was with Matt Ryan now you have Pat Mahomes throwing <laughs> the ball come on like Travis Kelsey can have probably at least three or four more thousand yard seasons possibly in his career yeah. I mean, it's just, you have to go buy him. Honestly, if people are trying to sell him, I'm like, no, buy him. Buy him now yeah. while you can. So, love some Travis Kelsey. So, let's head over to the next team here. We're heading over to Cali. We're going to the Los Angeles Chargers. Great season from these guys, especially in uh, dynasty, uh, fantasy uh, and in general. But who are we going to start with here? Obviously, the quarterback situation. And do you are you guys on board of Justin Herbert being the next big franchise dynasty player in terms of the quarterback position?
3: Um, I do. I think he's a top 10 guy for me. Um, I have no, you know, no qualms with, if you want to build a roster around him, I think he's got a, a foreseeable future. I think uh, the Chargers are going to give him a long leash, give him plenty of This isn't, you know, sort of a Donald situation where, you know, the jets might move on from them and all this different stuff. You know, they, the Chargers are pretty, they know what they got. They they got themselves a good one. And so they're going to kind of, again, like I said, Kansas City Chiefs are going to build around Patton Mahomes. I think the Chargers are going to start to try and accommodate uh his play style and build around him and so they have weapons they need to work on that offensive line and they need to get that defense healthy um they just get struck by the injury bug but the Chargers are a really good team um on paper and on in, in football and on the field so uh if you can get their quarterback who just won rookie of the year whether you you know it's a rookie whether you did he deserved it or not, I think it should have gone to Justin Jefferson. Um, but he is still going to be a top-end quarterback for the foreseeable future with a lot of weapons in a pass heavy Los Angeles Chargers offense. I'll take that.
1: Okay. What about you, Jibs? Yeah, I
2: think off the top of my head, I'll probably have him maybe eighth or ninth in Dynasty. Like, just for an NFL standpoint, like, besides Pat Mahomes, like, I have not seen a quarterback that I watched, like, week one and was like, whoa, like, this kid, mm. he's got it. He like, looks like he got it. He didn't look lost, uh, unlike Tua over there. But um, <laughs> other than that, like I like the offense. Like They have good skill weapons. He has a great wide receiver one. Um, obviously, his wide receiver situation, besides Keenan Allen, looks kind of cloudy right now with Mike Et, Williams and... Mm-hmm. Guyton. Uh, mm-hmm. Guyton looks young. They have Tyron Johnson and, and like... I think he showed pretty good rapport with those guys, especially down the stretch when Keenan Allen was hurt and Mike Williams was kind of just in and out with that back injury. So, like, Justin Herbert looks like the real deal. Like, I would build a dynasty roster around him. I don't have him, unfortunately. But he could be the next big thing. Like, he has such amazing stats this year, and he only has room to grow.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I'm, like, I'm on the same page. I have I think, ninth on my rankings right now. Uh, tremendous year this year. Again, I want to... Wait for one more year to really call him like the next cornerstone of a franchise guy, just because you know now he's had a whole year of film on him. Let's see how the defenses adjust to it. You know they're bringing a defensive coordinator in to kind of slow down the game, possibly. Uh, I just want to see what happens. You know I think he was fantastic this year. He's got some things he needs to work on for sure. Um, But you should be really happy if you got if you got him. Probably a lot of people could have gotten him in the second round. Um, Mm -hmm. You should be very happy getting a guy like this who. He's got a good core around him. We'll talk about that core in a second, but yeah, he's 23. He's got a long, long way in this NFL to be great for you in Dynasty. So,
3: If, if you're listening, uh, Justin Herbert, if you're listening to this podcast, grow your hair back out. Just do it, please. If you're listening to this podcast and you and, oh, have one takeaway, just grow your hair back out because you look kind of nerdy with short hair. You look kind of like a dork, by I want to stuff in a locker. Like, but when you had long hair, you had that Samson sort of look. You had some swagger to you. Sure
1: did. Now I don't. His I'm just not feeling it. His stats fell his down, hair. yeah. He they, lost the, his nojo the, the, with the, the hair.
3: Bulls with the short hair and the. I'm just. You look. I, I I Trust me, Justin. Listen. Just grow your hair back up. I promise. It, it'll shoulders be, it'll be much better. Yeah, yes. Shoulders. You have a lush teddy locks. I'm jealous. Yeah. You should take advantage of that.
1: Yeah, that week 12 to week 16, man, just one game over 20 fantasy points, man. Grow that hair back up, bro. We need it. We need it for Samson, fantasy. I'm telling you, you cut that hair, his powers went away. Sure did, 100%. Uh, let's head over the running back position now. Austin Eckler, uh, can we all agree he's a good buy-low candidate right now going into next season yeah. if you're in a dynasty team? For sure, for sure. Yeah. I sold them reluctantly, but wow. yeah, great buy. Uh, you <laughs> sold them in the season. That's different. That's different. You didn't sell them in the off season.
3: Again, so. always a point. You have to sell. There's always a point. Yeah, the you know, to make moves sell. Tips.
1: Always depends on what they offer
3: You made a good yeah, move. So make
1: a deal for Saquon. Just right. Him and oh, all a bunch of good pieces. Yeah, I mean, you have Saquon. Part. That's that. That's that's a big play right there, for sure. That's a
3: big play. That's a swing for the. That's a that's a swing
1: for the title type of trade. Definitely, definitely. I like it. I yeah, can't beat this guy, though. Um, do you guys want anything to do with guys like Justin Jackson, uh, Joshua Kelly, Kalen Balazs? I mean, just depth oh, pieces. They, and None of these guys interest I... you to be an RB2 for this team? Mm-mm. No.
3: Not to me. I don't think so. I think that, they're, again, they're good NFL players. I think that good rotation pieces. I think they're just guys. Uh, you can find guys like that anywhere. So I'm not... And the Chargers know that's in the real NFL. They can find guys like that anywhere too. So they're not pot committed. In Dynasty, you wanna find guys who teams are kind of pot committed to and a little tied to. Um, so they can't just get cut or traded and situations change and you you know, you wanna know that they're gonna be schemed in. I don't see a world where you know the Chargers sit down and go, We gotta get your Justin Jackson the ball. We gotta get him the ball. We gotta get your Joshua Kelly the ball. I don't care what it takes, we gotta scheme it up and give him the ball. It's just not going to happen. You know, they they have too many other big playmakers. They just need guys at running backs. And that's what they got, which is fine, which is totally fine, which is a good NFL roster and yes. it's a good build. But I don't want them for fantasy.
2: I don't really want them either. Like, we saw Austin Eckler miss, like, what, seven seven games, just hyperbole, hyperbole. But um, when he came back, the guy had, like, freaking 20 plus, 30, 30 touches. And then he mm-hmm. touches kind of went down, but you you've still registering, like, 17 to 20 touches a game. And besides that, yeah, they sprinkled and they sprinkled Jackson, they sprinkle a little bit of Kelly. I know the coaching regime's changing, but still, like, there's too many heads for me. I'm, what, I'm going to carry all three of them? I don't want to do that. Just bank it on Eckler getting injured? No. So um, I did that last year. It didn't work out for me. So, guys, like, you guys, you guys could probably cut bait on these guys if you want to wait and hold on to see when, like, who's going to be that number two guy and coming to the beginning of the next season, do that. But just like keep these guys like on your watch list or something, just in case sure. something pops up.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like, the only guy I'd consider maybe getting is maybe Joshua Kelly. Maybe he has another opportunity with a new coaching regime now. He looked pretty good early on and just kind of fell off, unfortunately. Uh, just, you know, mistakes, fumbles and stuff like that. But maybe he can kind of, kind of bounce back and be their actual RB2 for this team. Uh, but I wouldn't obviously spend big on him. Try to buy low on a guy like that, like a third or fourth, maybe a fourth anything. So that's mm-hmm. that's really about it there. So uh, let's over to the wide receivers now. I didn't really mention Keenan Allen because I think at this point you guys can agree with me that if you're a contender, you want to buy in a guy like Keenan Allen. That's that's really all he is, is a good contender guy at 29 years old now. I wouldn't call him a guy you want to build around, that's for sure. But he's a good contender guy to go pick up right now. But uh, the main guy I want to talk about is he's pretty controversial at this point of his career, going into year five now and it's Mike Williams. I mean, if you just look at him, the man looks like an NFL player. I mean, just big, tall, uh, lengthy, big hands and he hasn't put it on the field consistently in every category. Either he has amazing yardage or 10 touchdowns or just doesn't have it all together. So what do you guys do with Mike Williams if you have him on your team right now?
3: Um, I, I love Mike Williams. You won't meet a bigger Mike Williams fan. I, I, I loved him coming into the you know the process, the the scouting process, the, watching him in, in Clemson. Everything about Mike Williams to me is is fun, right? Like he's he's he mosses people, he bodies people. He's got long speed. He's got everything you want in terms of these flashy big plays. The question is. Does that fit the Chargers scheme and what the Chargers want to do? And, and, again, will that production, you know, come for profanity? I think Mike Williams is a great talent. I think Mike Williams, you know, can certainly high point a ball better than anybody. But, you know, the, the separation that you get from Keenan Allen is more attractive to a young quarterback because I don't have to throw a 50-50 ball because Keenan Allen is wide open. I'm just going to throw a Keenan Allen. I, I feel more comfortable that way. And so I I I fear that Justin Herbert is going to keep leaning on that and say, okay, I'm going to target the guy who's got five six yards of separation. I'm not going to target the guy downfield who's got someone right on him. I think Mike Williams will catch it, and I'm confident Mike Williams will still catch it, whether he got someone ripped on him or not. I just don't know if they're going to. He, Justin Herbert's going to take those looks. Maybe year two he steps into a little bit more confidence and he starts taking more of those shots and taking more of those fifty-fifty chances. Um, but I. I think you have to sort of trig, unless his situation changes, Mike Williams' situation, I think you have to sort of move uh, from Mike Williams because he still has some name value. He still has some uh, dynasty value. But I don't know if you're ever going to get that true uh, sort of number two guy uh, opposite Keenan Allen like we all expected, like we all wanted. And I think it's just a scheme thing, to be honest, to be
1: be frank. Definitely, definitely. Jibs? Oh, for me, I'm
2: totally in the opposite camp but I loved every point John made so like I'm just gonna go off of this like end point you should go up to a opposing fantasy manager tout his age that he's 26 years old then hit him hard with some good reminiscing of the past of his better production with Philip Rivers and the Show them the highlight reel, do all that, and get them off your team. Because the Chargers, at the end of the day, are a cheap franchise. They're not going to pay up when this guy needs to get his rookie contract, or I guess his extension done. So I think they're just going to move on to him. They have younger talent already available, and he's probably going to hit free agency. So, like, yeah, you could bank on him going to a good team or something like that. But like, still, I'd rather just get rid of him. Get... I just I just don't want nothing to do with them.
1: Definitely, and I don't think if you have him on your team, I don't think you should rely on him as anything more than a wide receiver. Boomer bust three, probably bust more than not. Uh, I like him as a good mid-season buy next year when, you know, when he gets maybe a little hyped up before uh, the off the season starts, and then he just doesn't perform that we obviously all think he's going to, and then that's when you buy him. He'll be a free agent after next season, and then maybe he ends up with a veteran quarterback who actually we know can get him the ball. So, you know, you kind of either hold on to him or you just wait, wait for that hype and then it falls off and then you just go buy him because he can do something, I think, with a better situation, not where he's at currently right now. So I, I like Mike Williams, a talent, just he needs to be in a different offense. That's really all it is. All right, let's go to the tight ends now real quickly. Um, I know like, when I looked at this question again, it doesn't make any sense, uh, but I'm hoping you guys <laughs> can figure it out at some point. <laughs> Where do you guys think does Hunter Henry stay do you guys think he goes? Uh, Peace. Jim saying peace. All right. uh, Nice
3: thing. I mean, they could franchise him. They certainly could. I don't know the cap situation to be honest. I haven't delved into cap space other than the Patriots because I just, I know the Patriots like the back of my hand. But, um, so I don't know what they got in terms of money. But I think he's going to probably command uh, top five tight end money. I mean, he's going to, I mean, what, what does that contract look like, and, and can Kenny, they he fit, but um, yeah, they should try. If you're asking my opinion, I think they should try to lock him up. I think he's a great, I think he's a good tight end. Again, in a in an abysmal position, um, he can kind of do it all. He's one of those, uh, you know, good at great, good at stuff, but master of none. Good at everything, master of none, or however that saying goes. Uh, he's one of those types of guys, which. Um, you know, a, a team needs a roster needs. He can block, he can catch, he can he can do all that stuff. So it's it's important to have. Um, and again, if you can lock him up for the right price, I'm sure that's what the Chargers are thinking. But again, I, I don't know what the cap situation looks like or any of that. But a franchise would be interesting. Um, I don't know how many teams have ever franchised a tight end. That's a real good question. The Chargers have. Yeah, that's Char- I mean. Yeah, well, no <laughs>
1: right. one team has.
3: <laughs> yeah. That's it that would be interesting cuz I again you usually use your your franchise tag on basically long contracts that you you're trying to work out long contracts again, I don't know how long you're going to you're going to contract the tight end so I
1: think he's gone uh, I think he'll go somewhere else honestly
3: Yeah I mean I, I, I it would be cool to see him shake up it, it, again cuz you get yeah. him into it. whatever team brings him in. If a team does sign him and bring him in, they're probably going to pay him again top five money. And you got to follow the money in fantasy because they're going to utilize that position. They're going to utilize that player. So if he's getting paid top five tight end money, he's going to get he's going to be integrated into an offense. So yeah, I, I mean you hope for fantasy he moves. Otherwise, if he stays in the Chargers, he's just going to be the same third option So sort the of asset. Yeah. Fair or fourth
1: option most weeks. Chips. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, for me, it's Melvin Ingram, Hunter Henry. Which
1: one's more important to the team? I Melvin think Melvin Ingram's more important no, than Hunter Ingram, Henry tied in. So, um,
2: I know that's one free the that they need to sign. So, like I'm just assuming he's going to be out. So, hopefully he lands in a good mm-hmm. spot.
1: Good by-low stuff. Everybody. Honestly, still good by-low. If someone's willing to get him up for a, a second rounder or great, whatever, great, I love it. Ball. Love it. Uh, we're going to talk about his possible replacement, uh, Donald uh, Forham. Is that how you say it, Forham? Uh I honestly picked him a lot of uh, my waivers. Uh, he could be an interesting prospect. I mean, hes I think he's like 6'6 or something like that. He's a tall guy, and he came off at XFL, uh, played well at times during the season. Uh, worth a pickup? Yeah, sure.
3: I mean, I guess. It, it's Dynasty again. You get, you, every once in a while, you gotta, you got to look at the back sort of piece of your dynasty where there's a lot of people i bet i bet there's a lot of people listening right now that have a amir Abdullah on their dynasty roster get him out of there yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, know, definitely. you know what i'm saying like you gotta clean up your dynasty rosters every once in a while and 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 so sure i guess if you're cleaning house and you're getting rid of some guys and he's the back you know back end ad yeah he's speculative ad so i'm, I'm okay with it definitely.
1: hey perry <laughs> perry yeah i missed that before sorry perry buddy I forget those comments on this sometimes. It's still new to I me know. during the stream. you but Perry, know. you got your comment up there, my friend. Um, Gibbs, anything? Uh, I'm
2: saying, like, it's this dynasty, so, like, you just never know. Like, players' value could change, and if Hunter Henry leaves, you picked up a possible starting <laughs> tight end for the cheap. And you don't have to... Pay anyone to acquire them, and you probably could sell them for something. Even if you do have a established tight end on your roster, so I think it's a win-win
0: yeah. for sure. Some
3: of these some of these assets for dynasty. I want to, you know, say this for dynasty players. Sometimes you pick up players, even if you had say, for example, you have Kelsey on your team. You're not looking at tight end. You're not worried about tight end. That's set it and forget it. But again, you pick this piece up to trade. You pick him up, and if Hunter Henry moves, now all of a sudden you just got a free ad and you can trade it for a, a draft pick. And you're like, okay, this is a free draft pick I got. Yeah. And so that's how you have to operate sometimes. You you know In Dynasty, what what is great about it is you have to think much more like a general manager of a franchise and less of like a quick hit, like redraft is like, just quick, give me points now. Like give me points right now. Whereas like, it's a little bit different in Dynasty. You have a little bit more thought to it. Um, and so again, these players that right now mean nothing, Come, you know, maybe after the draft, say the Chargers don't draft anybody, Hunter Henry goes, and all of a sudden you got yourself a piece that that you never thought you had, flip them for second, third, fourth, who cares? It's a free, that's a free draft pick now that you have.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, he actually is six eight guys, so he's a tall six, boy. Eight.
3: Jesus Christ!
1: And he actually finished in the top twelve uh, tight end over the last two weeks with Hunter Henry out. So if he's out there, pick him up. Maybe flip him for a draft pick. Maybe keep him. Uh, he could be a starter going an extra. Who knows? So. Yeah. Uh, let's head over to the next team we have on our list here, and that is going to be the Las Vegas Char- Chargers. we got the Las Vegas Raiders, guys. Usually uh, much... people
0: screw
3: up the other way and
1: say hey, Oakland. <laughs> you got the city right in the team, row It's the tequila, I think, at this point, guys. <laughs> no,
3: no, I'm just saying It's a
0: big
1: laugh. That's fine. Uh, but maybe
0: it's the tequila,
1: but uh, let's start with our quarterback situation. Um, any concerns having Derek Carr as a starting quarterback for your your roster? Like, you know, what do you do with him? Like, do you keep Derek Carr? Is he a good Superflex Two guy? Like, rumors, no rumors. Like,
3: Superflex Two is great. That's a great place to have him. I listen. I I I have no beef with Derek Carr. I have no beef with you know, players of his ilk, which are are good competent starting quarterbacks you know i think that jimmy garoppolo another one great example good starting competent quarterback for an nfl franchise i think Derek Carr is a great not ah, great i think he's a good starting quarterback i'm not looking to add that to my dynasty team i'm really not i just have no place for that like i can pick that guy up off the waiver wire i can find that if i need it you know so when you want Tight, tight end uh, Quarterback stuff Because it's hard to find These sort of Top 10 guy Justin Herbert Doesn't just roll Into your team all the time um, So if you If you're stuck With Derek Carr That's okay You're fine um, But I'm not like Thrilled about it Or certainly Anything Anything of the sort I'm just like He's he's peanut butter and jelly Fills you up It's good You're not bragging about it You're not bragging to your friends That you had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich You just eat it And just enjoy it Definitely not
2: Maybe a girl. Yeah, hey, it's just a schmuckers. A <laughs> oh, God. Then
3: you might brag. You got
0: crazy. I didn't have you have a kid. I'm so sad. With upset. some
2: schmuckers, then you might have to brag.
0: But
2: <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> you got Derek Carr. Oh, uh, for me, like I would not be. I'll, I'll be concerned if I owned him. He was like my guy with like. Um, give me a give me a random quarterback. Say Kirk Cousins or something like that. Like sure. if I had those yeah. two, I'll be kinda like, Oh my god, what am I gonna do? I'll be I'll be studying some Zach Wilson film and like all that <laughs> nine yards and stuff like that. But he he's not a really bad quarterback. Like he had a very good year for his standards, it's just they don't push the ball downfield. It's like very good like gimme passes on a good offense. Like I know like we did see like him towards down the stretch last year, like exploiting defense, getting the rugs involved here and there. But Nelson Agholor had a renaissance year. For his standpoint, I'm an Eagles fan and I thought he was hot garbage. He proved me goddamn wrong. So, like, take it from there. Freaking Derek Carr could turn Nelson Aguilar around. He's not a bad quarterback, guys. He's not. But if you could dynasty fantasy football, that's not getting you done. He's just a middle end quarterback. Like, sure, he'll get you 16, maybe 10 points some weeks. And then, like, he has his games where he gets you 20, but they're so far and few when you have quarterbacks just thrown up. You saw this year, the like, like top twelve quarterback, you need like to be like 22, 24 points, and then forget about six point passing touchdown leagues. Oh my god, you need like at least thirty some points just to be a good quarterback on a good week. So, <sighs> I hope he doesn't get traded, but uh, days are done. They even flip uh, shop around Mar- Marcus Mariota, so I don't know what the Raiders are doing. Hopefully, they're trying to get in Watson, but you never know. It's long for you Oh to man,
3: see. I don't that's
1: know. a. Watson, Watson to the Raiders. That'd be crazy. <sighs> that would be nuts. That's retarded. Sure. Jesus,
2: look like at your that first. Like You're all pro college team right there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: And any super flex for me, honestly, I like getting Derek Carr right now. I think he's a great buy low candidate to people like you guys who are like he's just mediocre. I mean. In reality, he had like he had some pretty good games last year. He had five bad games last year, and the one was against Cleveland. The weather game, we all remember that. That was a horrible mm-hmm. game. Atlanta, that was I don't know what happened. to Atlanta, that was really bad.
2: What's bad in your estimation? One, huh? What's bad in your
1: estimation? He, if I'm not mistaken, I put it as he had under 50, fan, fifteen fantasy points or less. Okay. Five games. He had five okay. games. He had fifteen fantasy points or less. I think yeah, uh, fifteen fantasy points or less. And again, as the Atlanta game. Like I said, there was one game we got hurt. And there were two games where like it was just the Josh Jacobs show where they just ran the ball constantly. And Derek Carr wasn't needed. Again, that's concern with that. I get it. But I mean, as, an, as you're a QB2 in, in Superflex Leagues, I'd want to buy him. I just think he's a solid quarterback who'll get you at least 20, 22 fantasy points most weeks. Mm-hmm. I just. There you go Steve. Mm-hmm.
2: Everyone does good against the Jets and Dolphins.
1: <laughs> Did he even do good against the Dolphins? He, he put up a good game against the Dolphins and the Jets, okay. But he started, <laughs> after the Carolina game, the last next four weeks, he had 20 fantasy points or more. He had 25 or more and six-point touchdown passes in three of them. I mean, he puts up big points when he needs to. And, he, again, no wide receiver one. Juju Smith-Schuster of a wa- draft wide receiver all connected to go there. I mean, give him some more weapons. I mean, just saying, like, he could be good going to next season. We just don't know it yet.
2: But you can see those stats, and compared to, like, guys who have overperformed them, like, in those six-point professional touchdown leagues, I saw Russell Wilson in the beginning of the year get 50 points like like it was nothing. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. I ain't going to, like, chalk up 24 oh. 24-
1: we know You're about the nice. Russell Wilson life. I mean, he was cooking, and then the cook decided to just take a Yeah, seat. yeah I
2: know. It started burning, but
1: hey, it is what it is. Yeah, let's livers. move on. Actually, we're going to the <laughs> running back. we even after the wide receivers <laughs> <I> just, yet. <laughs> but I'm not the running backs yet. So, uh, quickly here, yeah, this is a quick one. Uh, do you sell Josh Jacobs, or are you buying Josh Jacobs? Because I'm selling him, personally.
3: Uh, Yeah, I think he still carries time. 10 value, and so if he, if whoever you're trading him to, uh, views him as top 10, I would trade it, I would trade that away. I guess the same again, he's similar to CEH to me, he's like not similar in terms of play style, but similar in terms of fantasy production, where it's like he got overhyped way too much. Got again, the point where it was like tipping the scales. Where so, I saw some people had him as top three running back, and it was like, yo, and I'm like, oh this is crazy, like, he's very good, and he's certainly great. But the Raiders aren't going to put up a ton of points. They, you know, again, and a, and a running back scores off of a prolific offense. And so if you think that the Raiders are going to all of a sudden turn around and be this prolific offense, then sure, then Josh Jacobs will have a lot of goal line touches and he'll be he'll be awesome and he'll score a ton of touchdowns. But uh, I think, again, as most probably people would admit to themselves, that the, the Raiders are – a bottom third offense, and so you want the starting running back for a bottom third offense. It's like I, I'll take him, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pay up for him. And so if you were willing to pay me a lot for him, then you can have him, and I'll and I'll get my production out of an Austin Eckler, who I think is it, it cost a lot cheaper and will give you you know the same sort of fantasy production. I love it. Chip? <laughs> just just hearing
2: that kind of uh, made me think about like my dealings with David Montgomery last year, just peddling around the league for. Till the trade deadline, and then guess what? Hey, he proved to be a rock star. But for <laughs> Josh Jacobs himself, for me, he's still in the prime age, like so you could capitalize on his value. He's literally that 24-25, That's where um, you want to like kind of hit your stride as a running back. And <laughs> I'm not that high on the Raiders' offense, but I still think you can get something out of him before owners really talk uh, turn sour on him. And like he, his good games where he got like two touchdowns. So like other than that, he was just middle of the pack run of
3: that yeah he's fine he's fine. he's he's he, listen in turn in terms of where he's going to get his production he's Ezekiel Elliott if he gets 380 touches on a season and gets you know 10 plus touchdowns then yeah he's going to be he's going to be a top end running back but it's like again do you think the Raiders offense can do that and sustain mm. that it's like I don't I don't believe in the Raiders offense I just don't yeah. so if someone's willing to give me that sort of uh, you know, trade back where you're like, all right, yeah, like, uh, I'm all in on Josh Jacobs. I'm all in, all in on the Raiders. Like, okay, have fun. It's
1: he's totally for it. He's like, like, I'll, the, I'll he's like the RB2 of Derrick Henry. Like, he puts up, like, 300 yards, <laughs> but is so inefficient with his runs. It's just, like, her doing enough to be like, all right, he's a good RB2, but, like, people still value him as an RB1, and that's where I think is a good time to go and sell a guy like Josh Jacobs right now, guys. So, go mm-hmm. do it.
2: Eric Henry's Trader Joe's and freaking Josh Jacobs <laughs> Sam's
1: Club. Sam's Club. Oh god, yeah, basically. All <laughs> <laughs> no. all right. Let's right, <laughs> wide receivers now. Uh, Henry, can Henry rugs abon- bounce back, or is he kind of just a? It's not going to be a, a, ty- a wide receiver one kind of fantasy player right now for us. Uh,
3: similar to what I think Tyreek Hill did, right? He made big plays. He was very fast. He had a lot of splash plays. Um, I don't think Rugs works very much on special teams, but um, I, I think he needs to develop. What what made Hill go to that next level was developing as a route runner. And I think once you know Ruggs sort of gets with the speed of the NFL and, and can become a better route runner, he, will, he has the talent. He has the skill set to be a, an elite wide receiver. I just think he just... Uh, needs to work and polish up those little things that he's got to do better. Route running is a big one. You, you, separation is a big one. But um, his, speed is, his speed is you can't deny. I mean, he's freaking fast. And he's like game fast. You watch him in the game and he looks fast. There's, there's guys who sprint and put up a good 40 time. And then you watch guys who just play fast. And, and Ruggs, to me, just plays fast. So um i like rugs a lot again he's another guy that we talk about dynasty assets and and buying low if someone wants to sell me rugs for cheap i'm i'm taking i'm I'm all about it like give me that opportunity i think he can develop his skill set i think he can do those things to get to the next level because you can't teach speed you can't teach you know sort of those hard cuts that he does and and it's just it's impressive so uh, i'm all about it i like rugs a lot can he ascend to be a wide receiver one there's a lot of good wide receiver talent right now. That's crazy. There's a lot of good wide receiver talent. But I think he can ascend to the one on that team, and I think he can probably put up uh, boom or bust, wide receiver, low-end wide receiver, two high-end wide receiver, three numbers uh, for you with those, with the, you know, sort of the cherry on top that you might get a boom every once in a while.
2: Yeah, and I think that's the range you should expect out of him. Like, the guy only called 11 passes last year, and – like, we, we were killing, the fantasy community was killing, um, freaking Gruden, his first 2019 campaign, and he turned it around last year. The team actually performed well, and this, John Gruden, same guy, he went and picked him over Jerry Judy. Everybody. Uh, over yeah. CD Land. So, like, he was the first wide receiver pick, so I think with his track record, he knows what he's doing, and like you said, like, I think that was a great comp with the Tyreek Kill, like, you need to progress, you need to develop, and... Like, catch 11 passes. Like, I'm not expecting him to go out and scorch the earth and be a 40-catch guy or anything like that. I think he's going to slowly develop in the offense. Like, he's watching under Nelson Argler. Obviously, Darren Waller takes a huge target share in the offense. And, like, we are still have to hinge on the quarterback play. Like, if Derek Carr stays, is he going to be, like, slow down on his uh to development? Or does he get, like, a better quarterback? And kind of, like, it's, like makes him a sell on that. So, um... I think he still has room to grow, and I'm not giving up on him yet.
1: Does John Gruden know what he's doing? Probably not. I yet. don't know. He does.
2: I'm
3: a big John Gruden. I don't Daddy know. He's doing it right. John Gruden took a team, so he got a long contract. He knew that he was tied to the Raiders for a while. He, looked, he went to the front office and said, look, let me tear this down to the absolute studs. Let me trade Khalil Mack. Let me trade all these pieces. Let me gather up picks, and I promise you – in three years, four years, we will have a competitive team. And, and that's what he, he knew that. And so we all need to be patient with John Gruden. John Gruden went into this knowing I, I have a – they're giving me a long leash. Not a lot of coaches, first-time first, first time coaches get a five-year contract, six-year contract, whatever he got. So he knew – Ten? Ten. You got 10-year contract. 100 million in 10 years. 100 yeah. million in 10 years. Ten. Ten. Get ten out years. Of so ten I even – even, Proving my point even more, so the Raiders are 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 pot committed to John Gruden. So the, whatever John Gruden is is planning on doing, I think he's a, a smart enough guy to do it. And again, he's got a long enough leash that they will let him try. Um, whereas other coaches, they're like, if you don't win now, you're gone. You, yeah. you're, you're out of here. You yeah. don't win now, you're gone. I got the next guy. Um, John Gruden's there for the long haul, so um, they're gonna they they're gonna let him coach the team and build the team the way he wants to build it and you know I think Henry Ruggs was in his plan a a speedy fast wide receiver was in his plan I don't know what else was in his plan I think he still needs to I think he still needs a year or two to get all the pieces he wants Um, but he's he's getting there he's getting there he's got it. listen the Raiders have them in the playoffs uh, in the year 10 a good core he's on he's only on year two three Three, two, three, four. No, this what? will be year four. What?
1: This will be year four. I'll tell you right now. This will be year four. He's on there. Cleo Max been well, with the Bears for at least two seasons. Yeah, and I think I this that was is... his
3: first transaction was moving. Let me find Mack. out. I'll find out. I real trust quick. you. I totally trust you. I'm not even gonna vet it. I trust you. But that's crazy. I, I thought it was a little less than that. But okay, even still, I'm, I, I'm still been. I'm still giving John Gruden the benefit of the doubt. Maybe I just didn't box because I like Gruden a lot. I just like him as a personality. He's he's st- he returned as a team. coach
1: in 2018.
2: So
3: okay. 18,
1: 19,
2: 20, 21. So going yeah, so for three years. Good Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. okay. Just saying, guys, um, I'm I'm also on yeah? the Henry Ruggs-Buy-Low situation, if you can. Just think he's a guy who can still kind of develop. That's all I'm saying. So, uh, let's Roll. get... Uh, Let's get over the next guy here real quick. Uh, Are you buying the Nelson Aguilar bounce back, or is it just the one-year wonder you sell high kind of thing? I'm on the the sell high. Sell the high. Sell high. Buy this. Get the second rounder back from him if you can. That's all I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Sell. Just. Just sell. sell. Yeah. It just. Just. just, There's any other wide receivers. He's a free agent too. Let's not forget. He's a free agent. I'm sure they're bringing somebody else in over him.
3: Uh, yeah, just sell him. He might he might be out of the league. Just sell him.
1: Just oh God. Sell him. If you can sign, he deserves a spot him. somewhere. But he might not be with the Raiders next year. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, can you consider Darren Waller as a the top dynasty tight end right now? Twenty eight years old had a, probably one of the best tight end seasons ever. He's at
2: twenty or twenty eight.
1: He's twenty eight. Oh, okay. Twenty eight. Uh, I, I still I still
3: give Kelsey the crown at number one, but Darren Waller has cemented himself in that top 3 conversation for dynasty assets. Where we're like, okay, he's one of those now. Oh, oh. Yeah, he's one of those sort of like set it and forget it guy. He's getting close like set it and forget guys for me, where It's like you got Darren Waller. Okay, I don't have to stress about it tight anymore. Like this is cool. Um, you know, I think you can do that with Kelsey, you can do it with Kittle. I think you can start to do it with with Darren Waller. We're like, okay, I got Darren Waller. I don't have to worry about it for the foreseeable future.
1: Chips you have him two. I have him at two right no, now. No, no, no. I have no, 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 him really? at two. I have him at two. I think he's number two tight. I think he's number two. Time. I think he's the number two tight end right now in the dynasty uh, right now. I, I want him uh, everywhere right now. He is a fantastic tight end. He is the number one wide receiver. I'm assuming
2: over George
3: Kittle. Of course. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: George
0: Kittle is Kittle three. Okay. Kittle's what three. The I'm
2: Raiders. Count- I can't. It feels weird to have him at two. Like I love his talent and he proved to me he. It's probably much like production wise, it's probably like a he's at the table. He could be a number two tight end. Like I still have Kelsey in my books. Kittle, obviously, he's a baller and like young still, so like he's gonna be two for me. But with the Raiders quarterback situation of flux, like is it Derek Carr peppering with the targets or is it
1: John Gruden's system peppering with the targets? We're gonna find out though. Hmm. Kittle is just a year younger than Darren Waller. I'm just saying. It's not like Kittle's like 25 and is a beast. He's 27 already. Waller's 28. He's going to be 29 at the start of the season. Uh, But he's the number one option for me on this team here. While Kittle, while he's probably maybe a number one option, he's got stud wide receivers around him and a strong run game. That's all I'm saying. That's the only reason why I have Waller as the number two dynasty tight end right now because I expect three or four years of pretty good Waller experience and uh, I think he's what started his really started his like seasons like two years ago. He was kind of just a journeyman. Drug abuse and stuff. Yeah, he was kind of just practice squad kind of guy, just kind of around. So he doesn't have that wear and tear like Kittle has over the last four years. Um, that's why I just I think Darren Waller. I mean, in this offense, he's the number one guy on this team here, and he has a big connection with Derek Carr. That's kind of why I'm as my number two tight end right now in terms of dynasty. All
3: I can right. dig it. I I wouldn't do it, but I can I can I get your points. I get your points. I
1: respect it. I respect our it. Our yeah, I respect
2: tight it. Tight ends who really are like the number one wide receiver on the offenses. So I get your point there too.
1: Um. So we're on the Denver Broncos, guys. Now, and we'll start with obviously what our friend Alex has said about the Drew Lock season here. Is Drew Lock the starter next year? If you have him on dynasty, are you concerned that like you just have no one at this point. Mm. Mm. Uh,
2: I'll bet you answer um, this one first. You were the champion of Drew Locke all, last offseason. You want to hit on McCall Harmon <laughs> earlier, so bring it, bring it
1: back. Yes, that was one bring of my, back. probably my worst takes I actually have had since doing this over the last two seasons was thinking that Drew Locke could ascend to the next level here. Granny he was injured early on, so he kind of lost that, but... Um, I just don't know if he's going to really be that great. I mean, he just kind of struggled under pressure plays. His accuracy is just all over the place. That's the biggest thing. His accuracy is just every which way. Even with a clean pocket, he had only like less than 70% of his completion percentage. It just wasn't good. I mean, the only time you really saw him play well is when they're like down 20, and he's just flinging the ball. Just flinging the ball downfield and just throwing a Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick at the time. No, fan. Like that's the only reason why he was actually productive at times. I think in fantasy last year is because he was the Blake Boulders of our generation right now. He just garbage time, throw the ball downfield and do something great with it. I just, unfortunately, I thought he could improve on his accuracy, which was a big thing going into this year, and he just didn't. And I think that he gets replaced at some point. If he gets another shot, I'd be shocked. Honestly, shocked. But yeah, not feeling the Drew uh, the Drew Lock train anymore, guys.
3: Yeah, I I'm. So I never really liked Drew Locke as a prospect, but I understand why an NFL team would take a chance on him, right? It's the same reason why you take the chance on Josh Allen because the arm strength is an arm talent is there for Drew Locke. It's there. Like he can throw the ball 70 yards, no problem. And he, and, and it's, it's you hope he develops into all these other things. And so we watched Josh Allen very toolsy arm, you know, arm, talent type of guy develop into that next level and so again the broncos sat there and, and saw and looked at drew Locke and said okay maybe th- we can polish this up into something uh and they polished it up and realized it's still nothing so I, I think that they're gonna i get why he got drafted i get why the the you know the broncos sort of took a chance and, are, and are really are leaned into him last year but i think they now know what they got and the time is expiring on drew lock as their starting quarterback. If they can, um, they're going to have them next, they're going to keep them next year. I'm assuming because it, it, you can't just flip a quarterback for, you know, for nothing. And yeah. again, who they have too many other holes on defense and on, and on their line to, to address it in the draft. So I think they're kind of st- stuck with drew lock for another year, but in, in dynasty, I
1: don't know about drew locks future. I'm not
3: feeling Superb about it. I'm not feeling great.
0: All right.
1: Before you go, Jibs, uh, Josh Allen improved his accuracy of like six percent going into sophomore year. Uh, Drew Lock uh, had a decrease of seven percent in his accuracy <laughs> going into the sophomore year. <laughs> so, like, say less, say less. Um, yeah, like uh,
2: actually, is definitely a point of. A- emphasis for him and like he needs drastic improvement on yeah. that besides that though like he really didn't show you much upside either like looking at his game log he had great deep ball that's about it great deep ball a great deep ball, ball. Yeah. nothing
3: against that it's great deep ball, yeah.
2: <laughs> great deep but, ball. like he's just hovering like at 250 like as like an average like he had one game over t- uh, 300 yards, and, like, the touchdowns are hit or miss. You know you're going to get the interceptions with there, and you're playing in a league where they murder you on interceptions, man. Oh, my God, it hurts so much. But um, Drew Locke, like, they gave him a shot. Like, they put the weapons around him. They gave him Judy. I'm sorry, like, Sutton got hurt, but they still had Patrick, who was a budding star, like, at the middle of the season. So it, it wasn't like they, like, gave him, like, a empty cover. Like, sure. They gave him stuff, and he didn't provide to win. So, like, if they move on from, they move on from, but the situation's murky. I don't want nothing to do with them. If he's on your waivers, hey, hey, you play Superflex, throw him on. And eh, are not going to be in there in Superflex. But, like, yeah. if you. I don't, I don't even think I want
1: them on my taxi squad if I still have him on my taxi <laughs> squad. So. Just three games over 20 fast. They brought in Melvin plus.
3: Gordon. They brought in all these pieces. They drafted wide receivers like crazy. KJ Hanler, Jerry Juey. G- they have a good defense. They did everything to support Drew Locke. They did everything they possibly could, and they said to themselves, all right, we're going to give ourselves a chance to really evaluate what we got as a team, and they f- fell short. So, so the yeah, they know – you know they're one of those teams. The Broncos are an interesting, interesting team because they are, I think, a quarterback and and a, and an offensive line away from being a really good team. They have young, young offensive talent. Uh, their defense is sick. So, yeah, I, it, they gave Drew Lock a chance and he went, like you said, backwards. He went the opposite way. Even if he showed a little bit of improvement, even if he showed, like again, Josh Allen did that six percent accuracy in, increase give him three (laughs) percent, give him a little bit, right? Give give Elway a little bit to sort of savor on, and maybe they would keep buying in and keep buying in. But he went the other way. So now the Broncos go, okay, he's fine. We got a guy who can play quarterback, which is good for right now because we need to, you know, figure out what's next. And so, again, dynasty, again, we talk about a three-year window. Drew Lock's three-year window is very shaky. He's got
1: a weak window. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Great news, guys. What happened? Uh,
2: John John Elway is entering the twenty twenty-one NFL draft. <laughs>
1: John Elway. <laughs> yeah, you got me there. Yeah, I was like, for a, mid, a mid-game, a mid-podcast game break. Yeah, damn. Uh, that was yeah. dope. Yeah. Uh, just so you guys know, Drew Locke was 16 and 15 last year when Josh Allen actually improved to 20 and nine in terms of touchdown interception ratio. Uh, but let's let's keep it going here because we're like way over time. But it's cool. Uh, real quick, as a, as a contender in dynasty right now, Josh Gordon. Would you give up a first to get him right now on your team?
2: not Josh Gordon. I mean, not Josh Gordon.
1: <laughs> Melvin Gordon. <laughs> Melvin Gordon, guys. Melvin Gordon. <laughs> would you give up a first right now? Your contender for a guy like Melvin Gordon. Uh, A first is kind of... A late first. You're a contender. You just won the championship and you need another RB2, RB3. He had a pretty solid season. Give him that. Yeah, he's fine. He's very good. Would you give up your first to give up to him him. though? That's the big thing. Would you give up your first to get him on your team right now? For a year. Knowing that he probably won't Uh, be there after that, but a year. Oh, if I had the 12th pick... 12th pick. Get Melvin Gordon or the 12th pick. Okay. I would take Melvin yeah, Borden if i need RB. Bomb three in the
3: first round, maybe I'll do it. Okay. Maybe I'll do it. If I'm, if I'm outside of the sort of consensus top four or five running backs, which is probably around pick nine, 10, 11, then sure, I'm all about it. No
1: Philip Phil Lindsay either. Oh. oh, oh, oh. Does that yes. change the situation, to no Philip Lindsay? On uh, the team? I'm,
2: I'm shopping that 12-pick Steph Curry all
1: <laughs> Alright, all right. so obviously Philip Lindsay not being there would definitely make a big boost to Melvin Gordon as a as a buy low kind of situation or at least a first late first round pick but um, Philip Lindsay himself what do you do with a guy like who just came off back to back thousand yard seasons and now had a down year with Melvin Gordon kind of taking over he's a restricted free agent, what do you do with a guy like that on your team right now? Flip
3: him um, like pancake Yeah, I think if you can flip him do it uh, because he's just again he's we talked about it earlier i think he's just a guy like he's a, he's a good running back he's fine he, he will make a team it'll be a good rotational back but you're not building around philip Lindsay. like you're not dying to get philip Lindsay in your lineup and and again the broncos of all franchises were the ones who were saying okay we got to get philip Lindsay the ball we got to him and it still only resulted in you know a 50-50 timeshare. Very effective. A guy pressure. they just brought, just brought in off the street with no OTAs. So, I, I think that there's a reason why he went undrafted in the real NFL. I, I think there is a, you know, again, it's a great story. It's really cool to see, uh, you know, a no-name guy sort of pop up and have back-to-back thousand-yard seasons. But the the clock strikes midnight eventually on some of these some of these players, and I think it's starting to happen with Philip
1: Lindsay. Agreed. 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 Alright, let's go over the wide receivers now because that's probably the biggest topic of this entire Denver's team outside of Drew Locke, but what do you do with these guys, guys? What do you do with Cortland Sutton? What do you do with Jerry Judy? What do you do with KJ Hamler? What do you do with these guys on on your dynasty team? If they're on your dynasty team, what do you do with them? What do you do with them if they're not on your team? Do you want to buy them? Do you want to sell them? Uh,
3: I mean, I'm buying Cortland Sutton. For sure, I'm buying Cortland Sutton. Uh, I'll buy Cortland Sutton. I think Jerry Judy is still going to cost you too much. Based on you know he's young, uh, name value probably a top three rookie pick for him, so they're going to want sort of high end trade value back. Um, So again, uh, to me, Jerry Judy is one of those guys. If you have him, hold him. If you don't have him, don't worry about it. Like look for someone else. But Sutton, that's a buy low candidate for me because he could be him and Judy healthy and running together is a very interesting thing for me like I want to see that I really do I want to see what an offense looks like because I think they complement each other really really well and then you've got KJ Hamler to just burn right you got KJ Hamler to fly and every once in a while you want to take that shot with Drew Locke you want to air it out 70 yards you got the guy to do that but in, you have two competent very elite wide receivers in Sutton and Judy I wanna see what they look like together. Um and I think that they, they they'll only help each other because uh the skill set that they provide will be will be where you wanna get. And you can get Sutton for again. Probably people are sour on Sutton. You could believe it or not, in Dynasty I bet you could get Sutton cheaper than Judy.
2: to me, crazy, hundred percent. It's all which to me is crazy. To me is crazy. He didn't play last year, so I know about Sutton. Out of sight out of sight, out of
3: mind, which and is that's like, where you pray. crazy. Hmm. I, I like to. I think I have him. I think I. I. You know. I don't do. We don't do rankings in the FTLs. We do ratings, and we have numbers on guys that we sort of rate them. Um, but if I had to, I mean, he's a top fifteen. Sutton's a top fifteen potential guy to me. Um, again, you got to question the quarterback play, but uh, I think he's just too good of a talent i love them coming into i love them coming into the process i loved them at uh, smu so um what kind of trade package would you recommend uh you Fire could probably if you're if you're buying something if you're buying something right now you could probably f- float um you could probably you float a first a round high the- second, a second fir- i mean a first you'd probably get them with a first you're probably getting them with a first you could float around a second and like a low asset, and, and then and and get them too. You know what I'm saying? Like you, we talked about uh, you know who's a good like wide receiver you could sort of package up. I can't even think. I'm Jameson like, Crowder, sure, great one. Jameson Crowder in a second. That's <laughs> a great one. That's a great one. I mean, Jameson Crowder in a second is 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 beautiful. You know, and all of a sudden you got yourself Sutton. This person has a plug and play wide receiver to make up for Sutton and then they can draft, you know, whoever they want to and, and take a shot on the next guy. Yeah, I would probably do a player in a second. I think a first gets it done. I think if, if you have a mid to high first, you can get Sutton plain and simple, um, but realistically try a second with a lesser, a lesser player.
2: Course, course. Yeah, Alex, Here's... get yourself a higher second too. Don't get them the BS seconds either. Like, you're going to get them <laughs> yes, don't. like Crowder. So, um, I agree. Like I would rather. I want Sutton. I agree with your point too, John. That he's definitely going to be cheaper in the fantasy community's uh, eyes and Jerry Judy. And Sutton, like we saw him with Drew Locke. maybe that's why Drew Lock on Saturday doesn't have Sutton. I don't know, but um, he well doubt, with It's a good point, uh, wide receiver. Six four has a good frame. I know Jerry Judy is probably like the most like uh, the, the the Swiss Army knife because he's six one. can catch he can run, and like you mentioned before, Hamlin has the speed. So whatever quarterback comes there, if they get a new quarterback, it's going to be in a pretty good situation. It's not like the guys are going to be complete scrubs. Um and should be coming along in his rehab process as well. So I'm I'm a. I'm, hopeful to see him back healthy ready to go because like I I was on a very like I picked him when he was a rookie kind of like went after him the next year and then like I kind of stayed away from this year and it kind of worked out but like I'm hoping he gets back on track because like he's a fantastic player and we saw the damage he could do like on four targets 57 yards and he'll have two touchdowns that's that type Mm -hmm. of player
1: yeah, yeah. And Better I think, Mike Williams. I think most of these yes, that I was just
3: thinking in my head. It's so funny. I was just thinking in my head. I go, he has this a similar skill set to Mike Williams, where he can high point a ball, he can 50-50, embody somebody. He it's really impressive. Again, opposite Jerry Judy, who's who's different. He's tactician, he's a route runner, he's separation, he's open, he's you know, can make people miss. Sutton is just a, a much more a body catch type guy. He's gonna come down with it more often than not. And it's uh, it'll be interesting to see those two play together. I really think they complement each other well. It'll be cool. I, I wanna see what happens. Um, maybe not with Drew Locke, maybe with a different <laughs> quarterback, but it'd be interesting to see what happens with those two.
1: And I think I that's love
3: Carson Wentz.
1: Carson Wentz. I think that's why you guys buy low on these guys now, because you would assume mm-hmm. that Drew Locke's going to be their quarterback next year. So you buy low on them now because people are like, I don't want to deal with these wide receivers with Drew Lock. Well, maybe Drew Lock isn't the quarterback by the time September comes here. Maybe you have to deal with them for a year with Drew Lock, and then next you're like, Yeah, we need a real quarterback. Yeah, I think it's a good time to buy low on them. I'm honestly not gonna lie to you guys. I'm not a big fan of Jerry Judy in terms of him being a actually top tier player. I know a lot of people is. I get it. I understand why his route running is fantastic, but I just don't think he's gonna be a. I just know he's going to be a wide receiver one for many years to come. I think he's going to be an okay wide receiver two. I think he's got issues with his hands. I, I think he covered up in college a lot, with using his body a lot more often. He had eight drops this year. I just want to mention that. But again, he's still good by low. If you want to grab him, hopefully he can fix that. But I'm just not there yet on a guy like Jerry Judy. But any of these wide receivers in Denver, a great by low situation right now. Um, they're just, again... Hopefully Drew Locks not the starter by the time the season starts. So you got a a low guy with a possible great quarterback. Look, like maybe Carson Wentz. So you um, got we'll the only
3: thinking about Carson Wentz in Denver. Though. Wow, <laughs> I, I didn't even put two and two together, and I'm like,
2: man, that would be. I've just been peddling them everywhere. The <laughs> Denver hasn't got one I of those quarterbacks I put Deshaun crazy.
3: Watson Every time I talk to Brian, I go, yeah, but what if Deshaun Watson's there next year? He's <laughs> <It's laughs> like,
2: changes everything?
1: Absolutely. Changes
2: everything. Sorry, Bird. She's gone. Hopefully.
1: <laughs> all right. Last but not least, a tight end position. Noah found he finished tight end 13. We are all high on him going into the season here. Uh, didn't really live up to the expectation that we thought he would make that jump. Like a guy like TJ Hawkinson did. Um, but can he do that next year? Do you expect him to do that next year? Even with Coral and son, Jerry, Judy, Hamler, maybe Patrick coming back. Do you expect him to be a top-five tight end? It's like, don't, with all the targets going on there. Yeah,
3: I don't either, because be a top-five tight end, it, you have to be consistent. I think, Fon, I think Noah Font will have good sort of... Um, I think he will have good games and he certainly will have big games because I think that's what the type of player he is Um, but to be a top five guy you have to have some level of consistency and I think both injury and the fact that there's so many mouths to feed in the passing attack of of Denver and the fact that you got Drew Locke, I think it's just going to be a little iffy how consistent he's going to be if he does end up as a Five watched receiver, it'll look very much like tight, uh, top five wide receiver, top five tight end. It'll be tight end one on the week, tight end twenty on the week, tight end eighteen on the week, tight end three on the week, and then eventually at the end of the year, you go okay. He had he was tight end five, but I don't I don't think that's gonna happen. I think he needs a little bit more consistency because his he can disappear for two three weeks in a row.
1: Great, I think he's a great sell high right now. Honestly, young tight end people really like him. I think he's a good. If you get a lot out of a guy like Noah, Fine you get a first rounder. Or you know, like a, oh, a second sure. and a high and a great player to go along with it. I think you are a good opportunity to sell him high right now. Jibs,
2: I don't think he's going to step up as a top five tight end, but um, I think he's a g- interesting player that dynasty managers should speculate on. Um,
3: so I- like, where would you put him in terms of like a him and like Mike Kosicki, for example? Like, what's the like you know to me? there's no difference between like a, a font and a Gasicki. like i i can get production out of the guy it's just interesting to me like i don't want to pay up for someone who i can just get like i I, oh, I probably already have like i that's the thing it's like he's not going to be that consistent that darren waller that like big piece that like you really want to like again the one of those set it and forget it guys you're all even if you have him Every week, you're going to be, do I start him? Do I start somebody else? Like, do I, you know, I'm not paying up for that kind of guy. Like, if I'm paying up, I want a guy that I'm like, boom, he's in my lineup. Starter. Done.
2: Oh, yeah. You make a great point because a lot, I feel like a lot of fantasy managers just have, like, their average tight end, and then they're, like, kind of fishing in the draft trying to figure out who's that next stud going to be. Like, and they're working on three-year projects like TJ Hopkinson. But, like, mm-hmm. it d- depends how you, like, uh, favor the offense, like, Talking about coaching schemes, like for sure. instance, the Dolphins, the tight ends, they scored freaking as many, almost as many touchdowns as Kelsey altogether. But Mike only had five. So, like, yeah. if you think that he will be able to get unleashed and have more reps in the offense, I like Mike Zecchi more than Noah Fant comparatively to the offensive weapons around him. Hmm.
3: Yeah, no, that's a good point. It's just a, it was just an, an interesting thought experiment because yeah, you find guys. I think name value and hype gets around players way too much and and as fantasy managers we need to start looking at players objectively every time i see twitter polls it's like player a stats player b (laughs) stats i it's funny i like those better because it makes you really look and say okay this is what you're getting like this is this is it take a name out of it take the name out of it this is what what you're getting and i think what you're getting out of no offense is going to be the same you get out of a lot of tight ends. It's going to be big games. It's going to be boom games, um, it, which can happen. And then there's going to be a lot of games where he just disappears. And it's like, I, I'm not paying up for that kind of guy. Like I, I, I can find that guy in, in again, um, you know, cheap. Cole Komet, Take, give me Mike Kosicki, Give me, you know, some of these other. Irv Smith. Give me some of these other names that are like they're cheaper.
1: Do you no fans
3: going to cost you a lot.
1: Do you give up No, no me fans? A- do so you give up the 2-1 for Noah Fant, real quick?
3: Yes or no? 2-1 for Noah Fant. I own Gasicki and Logan Thomas as well. No, I would keep
1: 2-1. No,
3: no, no. Would you give up Fant for the 2-1? I have the 2-1 offer for Fant. Oh, oh. Oh, yeah, I would take the 2-1. Sin! Yeah, yeah it. Yes, Out the door. In, Yes, Out the door.
0: Do you have Absolutely. a guy in,
3: in Gasicki and Logan Thomas. Again, same... Take the name out of it. Gesicki and Logan Thomas are, ver- are going to give you similar production to Noah Fant. They're going to yes, give you similar
2: production. very much, so- Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's gone. Funny. Logan Thomas is probably the most consistent at all of them. I know. Probably, That's crazy, yeah. right? That's <laughs> yeah, the whole season. in a 100%. I'm
1: gone. Sending them. Send, send, it, send it, Alex. Send it. All right, guys. Let's wrap this thing up, guys. This was fun say John. This was fantastic getting you on here, bro. This was a good time talking. Smash accept. I, I love it. it. Um, you know, before we go, let everyone know where you can find you on Twitter again, real quick.
3: Sure. Yep, you can follow me at FTLS underscore J Bats. You can follow Brian at FTL Sunday. Uh you can catch our podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh you know, I always joke around. If my grandfather can find it, you can find it. <laughs> Just type in FTLS, type in for the love of Sundays, um, and you'll find us where everywhere you guys can listen. And um, we've been getting a little bit more sporadic once. Once Brian gets into the NHL season, it gets tough to sort of plan. He's on the road a lot and we're doing different things. So. Um, we try put out one to two shows a week. Um, we certainly try. It's not great. Um, I might start doing some solo stuff. I might bring guests on, and so we're working on some things. We're trying to revive this. Yeah, I got you guys. I got my my boys. Uh, we're starting to uh, sort of. We used to do it four days a week. We were going we were going crazy for a while. We were really hammering it out. But um, uh, yeah, please. Um, Tune into the podcast. It's a lot of fun. We just talk about uh, football. We talk about fantasy. We talk about Sundays and loving them and what we do on them, and what we drink in, all that stuff. So uh, if you enjoy Sundays like I'm sure all your listeners do, tune in.
1: Yeah, you guys. Definitely. Definitely for sure. And as always, guys, you can go visit our website at www.thefantasycoaches.com. Uh, again, we have a lot of great things going on out there. Our dynasty rankings up there, so we're going to have a bunch of articles coming up in the next couple of weeks here. So tune out though for those if you're a dynasty guy or lit, or growl. Um, and as always, follow the podcast at Coaches Fantasy. You can follow us on Twitter at the Fantasy Coaches. We're going to get our TikTok going TikTok going at some point. I think at some <laughs> point when J- Coach Jibs tells me how to do it. Um, I... And <laughs> you can follow me at Coach Steven P. You
2: can follow me at Hot Take Huncher.
1: Uh, and tune in until next week, guys. We'll be at the AFC South, guys. We're Chris Pinto on from Belly Up Sports. So thank you guys for listening. Tune in until next time. Have a good one and take care.
0: The back is not far fat, we got a couple of clock hands, I've been feeling super duper, how the heck they know the future, come with me, don't be a loser, grass is green like pooper scoopers, clueless analysts don't do the half of this, in fact I'm backing this by asking if y'all remember that tough act, internet sh**, like boom, running like zoom, the highest and mightiest has entered the room, high off the knowledge, I'm feeling the fumes, all players covered, this, nuts, legumes, like opponents are doomed and these are the facts, I keep it 100 like I'm running track, listen up, Jack, I'm my head back back to the blowin' up blowin' up blowin' that go